Hello everybody, welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my bomb-proof winning co-host, Tom Walker. Oh my god, you're filling my ego. Absolutely fueling the fire. Yeah, another another week, another win for Tommy Walks. I, 2019 is my year and it's the podcast year. Yeah, again this week, after last week's pretty successful week, we have essentially a standard fixture list. So, full fixtures in the Premier League Championship, League One and League Two. Um, then we'll go through the shocking week that was fantasy football again and uh, bomb-proof trebles as well at the end where we'll recap Tommy W's winning one and my close one. Yeah, we absolutely will. So, yeah, really looking forward to getting onto that. Um, and yeah, new week, new opportunities. So excited to get going again. Yeah. So before we start, guys, we would really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating and review on iTunes if you have enjoyed the show or if you're a first time listener, if you do enjoy the show. Uh, you know, we've got what, 66 rating and reviews at the moment. So yeah. the closer we can get to 100 would be incredible. If you do have 30 seconds to spare, We'd really appreciate that if you could just go on iTunes, leave a quick rating and review. Yeah, especially if you've, you know, come on, especially if you've won some trebles. Least you yeah. could do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Premier League then. Let's start with the tips. We start off on Saturday 12.30 with the M23 Derby. I think it's, I'm sure it's the M23 Derby. Hopefully I've got the right motorway. Um, it's Crystal Palace versus Brighton. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that you think is worth tipping from this one? Um, my heart says Palace. To be honest, I just think they're the better side and have a lot more, just generally better players. We spoke about um, the fact that Brighton have been struggling for goals all season, really. So yeah. my heart says Brighton, and uh, my heart says Palace. Brighton are a bit sticky. Um, away from home, they're not as good. They've only, um, they've only been unbeaten in four of 14. They've lost 10 of their away games. So I am siding with Palace, yeah. four to five, but I, it won't be easy. I know that for sure. It won't be easy. Yeah, well, Brighton's last Premier League game uh, that they won away from home was way back on the 1st of December when they beat Huddersfield 2-1 away. So it's been a long wait. It has. And, you know, Palace will be taking the game to Brighton and that will suit both teams. And on paper, a 4-5 to five for Palace. Looks very enticing. Batshuayi, Milivojevic, Zaha. That, that's... Surely that's going to be too much for Brighton, but uh, you know, in, in these in these derby games, you never know. Um, I'd I would say Palace, but also word of caution, it's not going to be uh, not going to be easy. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we'll go to the three o'clock. Then there's five three o'clocks. We've got Cardiff, West Ham, Huddersfield, Bournemouth, Leicester, Fulham, Newcastle, Everton, Southampton, Tottenham. Any from that bunch that we should focus on, in your opinion? Oh, my God. Um, not much going there. <laughs> there's not a lot going on. One thing I do think I fancy is Leicester. Yes. First home game under Rodgers against the Fulham team that, let's face it, is now all but confirmed as relegated. Yep. Obviously, you know, now under the stewardship of Scott Parker, I believe, is it? Yep, Scott Parker's there. Yep, Scott Parker. They're ten points from safety. They're they're pretty much pretty much done. Just fighting it out with Huddersfield, to be honest, to not finish bottom. Leicester, no, they've not been perfect recently. I completely understand that. But under Rodgers, this is a new era. A very good capture by the club, and it it should be celebrated with a home win. I feel like that's how these things tend to work out. Yeah, I do think that as well. Reflecting the price, uh, four to seven, not the best odds you're going to see, but it should come in. Fulham lost five in a row in the league. Uh, after this, they face Liverpool and Man City. So 
it's not getting any easier. <laughs> all the, the best for that. Yeah, all the best. Um, any from the rest, you know, Tottenham away at Southampton, four to five. Do we trust them? You know, they had that fantastic win in midweek uh, against Dortmund away. A lot of people thought that Dortmund would probably beat them. But no, excellent defensive performance from Spurs. Now they need to translate this excellent European form into the league because they've kind of dropped off a little bit. Uh, They drew the North London derby last weekend, could easily have lost had Aubameyang not missed his penalty right at the end. And then prior to that, they lost to Burnley and Chelsea. So three games without a win in the league has seen them fall away from the title race. It's a great opportunity to get three points on the board against a struggling Southampton. I look at Southampton's performance at Old Trafford at the weekend. Yeah, really good. Really good. High energy, high energy, attacking, fit, um, pacey, dangerous. I think they're missing a striker that can really play that system. Uh, I'd say that's the only thing Southampton are really lacking. But I think it's fair to say that now I feel that they'll be comfortable Come the end of the season, are only two points clear. It feels like they are way ahead, way, way ahead of that. But they're only two points clear. But I think the three that are there right now are going to go down, unfortunately, including Cardiff. Um, I I get scared of Tottenham, to be honest. I I get scared with Tottenham. They're just they're either fantastic or they're completely flat. I feel like they're very one dimensional, mm. and it. And it, it does it does scare me a little. It wouldn't surprise me if they won. And at four to five, it looks a steal. But Southampton was so impressive against United. And if they can replicate that, I actually uh, would kind of sway towards the Saints a bit more, to be honest. Really? Okay. So, yeah. what, you reckon maybe a, a double chance Southampton draw might be worth exploring <sighs> this one? Maybe. I, just, I honestly think this game would be better off as a watching brief. Personally, the double chance is twenty-one to twenty. If anyone does fancy that, but I, I, I was really impressed by Southampton, and I haven't been impressed with Tottenham. Arsenal were the better team in a North London derby. Who yeah. knows where that Dortmund um, <laughs> performance came from? Dortmund have got eighteen different scorers in the Bundesliga this season, and That's Spurs great. managed to keep them to a clean sheet. So it's well, an incredible cool. achievement, but. Yeah, it's um, it's one for me that would be better as a watching brief. Are you are you more Spurs? I take it. Uh, yeah. If I had to pick a side, I'd pick Spurs. I think they can really take a lot of confidence from their performance in Dortmund. Um, Harry Kane's back amongst the goals since his injury. Um, it seems to have caused Son to tail off a bit in his performances, which is probably a bit concerning that they're not working as well together. But um, yeah, if I had to pick a side, I'd pick Spurs. But I could completely understand why you'd want to avoid. Completely understand. Yeah, fair enough. Um, let's look at the 5.30 then. It's Man City, Watford, City, 1-7. to seven. You know, what's the point? They're just going to batter them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watford, Watford might get a goal, make it interesting at some stage. They're capable of that, but ultimately, yeah, it, City are just going to win. Yeah, then you're, you're rolling over into Sunday where you've got Liverpool-Burnley. Again, Liverpool priced at 1-7. to seven. Do you reckon this is one of those weekends you've got the two title favourites both playing at home against average Premier League opposition, if we're honest. Uh, goal difference could be a big factor in determining the title race. I could see both of these sides going all out to get as many goals here as possible. Yeah, going out to try and score as many goals as possible. Uh, both at home, as you said, against teams that should be putting, you know, two, three, four past. Liverpool, I'm less confident. Obviously, they're the same price, Liverpool and City, one to seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liverpool, obviously, being a little bit jittery at the moment. So, yeah, for me, that one scares me a little bit, but ultimately, it should be comfortable for both. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the five past two kickoff, 
very precisely <laughs> timed. <laughs> yeah. It's Chelsea against Wolves. Um, Chelsea one to two, the draw three to one, Wolves six to one for this. I actually be looking at Wolves here on the double chance. Um, mm. I really think they could get something out of Chelsea here. You've mentioned uh, their good record against the big sides, right? Uh, throughout the yeah. season. So, yeah, um, Chelsea, you just don't know what you're going to get, do you? No, not at all. Double chance for Wolves, if you do fancy that. It's actually six to four. So that, for me, is really good. Really, really good. If we're looking at some of Wolves' results this season against the top size, you know, they've drew to City, uh, they drew to Manchester United, they've narrowly lost to Spurs, they've drew with Arsenal. They actually beat Chelsea in the reverse leg of this fixture when it was at Molyneux. Uh, they've beaten Liverpool in the FA Cup. So for me, their results against the top sides show that they really, these are the games they get up for, much more so than the games against the, the sides lower down in the league. So it would not surprise me one bit to see Wolves come away with a draw, at least. Yeah, and um, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Uh, on the Thursday, um, Chelsea had Dynamo Kiev in the Europa League as well. So, you know, one more... <clears throat> I'm not sure how much rotation will, will go on with Sari, but uh, Wolves are kind of the last team you want to play, aren't they? After uh, after having a fixture on a Thursday. So, yeah, Wolves, I, I get where you're coming from. Um, worth an outside bet for me. Cool. Uh, the final game then of the weekend is the big one. It's Arsenal against Manchester United. Arsenal priced at 6-5, to five, the draw 5-2. to two. And United twenty-one to ten, not the massive grudge match of old, but still is going to be an entertaining tie to watch. If I had to pick a side here, I'd go with Man United. I think their league form under Solskjaer has been excellent, absolutely excellent. As you say, we're recording on the Wednesday night. Um, they're currently playing PSG. They're currently two-one up as we're recording. If they can get a third goal there, win the tie 3-1, I believe that puts them through on away goals? Yeah, potentially. And, you know, back to the Premier League, um, they've just won, what was it, eight or nine Premier yeah. League games in a row on the road, which I believe is a club record. And so, yeah, I mean, it's hard to go against them. The one thing I would say is I was really impressed with Arsenal in the North London derby, I thought. That was a really tough um, fixture for them and Emery and Arsenal really took it to Tottenham and deserved to probably win the game, to be yeah. honest. So, yeah, for, for me, I think this will be a little bit tighter. Um, it's a huge game in terms of the um, top fourth. United, as we, uh, as we speak, are on 58 points in fourth. Arsenal in fifth, one place and one point behind United. So this is a massive game. Um, for me, I'd be going for both teams to score. Really? That, that, <laughs> that old chestnut. Tommy Watts classic. Here it is. Both teams to score. Four to seven. I think Arsenal have only lost one game at home all season. Um, they Arsenal love to concede and they love to score. And United, you know, despite their improvements, their personnel at the back still leaves a lot to be desired. Um, Chris Smalling had an absolute stinker against Southampton, as did um, Luke Young. Uh, sorry, Luke Young? Ashley Young. Um, so, yeah, for me, both teams to score is the safer bet. Uh, Tom, you're leaning towards United. Yeah, exactly. I fully agree with both teams to score, though. Really do. Um, okay, let's move on to the championship then. We start with the Friday night, which is surely for me at least, a banker, Norwich at home to Swansea. Norwich yeah. are 4-6 to six for the victory, currently leading the league, fourth best home record in the division, 37 goals at home, which is one of the highest in the league behind Brentford and Villa. But they play a Swansea team who struggle away from the Liberty Stadium. Uh, they lost the last three away games, won their last three home games, so very consistent at home. Struggle away seems to be the story of their season recently. So, for me, Norwich to get a pretty steady victory here. 
uh, put some pressure yeah. on the rest of the sides in the chasing pack. Yeah, completely agree. I think if you have a look at um, Norwich, obviously they're playing on the Friday. Uh, it's Sheffield United that are chasing them. They're currently four points ahead of Sheffield United. Win that game, they go seven points clear, even though it's only until um, the Saturday when uh, Sheffield United have a game which we'll get on to shortly. But that's a huge, huge carrot, isn't it? That's a real kick in the balls for Sheffield United, kicking off, knowing you're seven points off, all the pressure's on you. And yeah, yeah Norwich for me, four to six is an absolute banker. Yeah, I agree. So let's talk about Sheffield United then. Quarter past 12 kickoff on Saturday. Uh, they're at home to Rotherham. They're priced for the victory, four to 11. As you'd expect, very short. Despite um, yeah. pressure on or less pressure on, depending on the Norwich result, I think mm. they're going to find a way, to be honest. Um, they've got a yeah. very formidable record at Bramall Lane this season. Rotherham, although they haven't lost for six games, they've drawn five of those. Um, away, they they don't tend to travel too well. They've actually lost the last four games they've played at Bramall Lane without scoring a goal. They've lost each one to nil. So I could see a repeat again. Yeah, I I think despite the you know the bit of pressure that they'll be under, even if Norwich do get that expected win, it it should be relatively simple. Sheffield United, even though they they remind me of Cardiff last year, so their personnel on paper doesn't look anything overly outstanding. A couple of standout players, John Fleck deserves a mention, but you know it, it's. Billy Sharp and David McGoldrick really <laughs> at the sharp end, so it's it's hard to it's hard to figure out sometimes how they're doing so well. Um, as you know, the players are not exactly at their at their football in prime, but they're doing it, and you have to take your hat off to them. And I think whatever happens with Norwich United will get the win there. Four to eleven, though, pretty ropey yeah. price. Yeah, I think the thing about Sheffield United, I don't particularly like the club as a Forest fan, but no. um, you know the manager, Chris Wilder, a, a Blades fan, Billy Sharp, the captain, top goal scorer, uh, a boyhood Blades player. So um, they're Sheffield United through and through from manager, captain. Uh, so I think that is really, start, really driving them forward. Yeah, it's a good story for sure. Yeah. Let's have a look at West Brom. As we're talking about teams that are four to eleven at home in games they should win, we may as well just quickly touch on West Brom. Four to eleven at home to Ipswich, the doomed Ipswich Town, uh, the twenty-one points. Ipswich have won three games all season. Um, they are twelve points adrift of Reading, who are in the final kind of safety spot. And West Brom, even though they have been, you know, largely inconsistent, they they will for sure, turn this around. Surely, they will turn it around against a team that hasn't won any of the last 12 away games. That's, yeah, shocking. Ipswich is shocking. What an awful season. Terrible. Awful season. Absolutely terrible. Five points then, off Bolton, it, who are 23rd. It is pathetic. And yeah. Honestly, as we've mentioned before on the show, I hope the Ipswich fans that demanded Mick McCarthy left and kind of got him out the door. Uh, we'll be buying season tickets next year. Yeah. I hope so. That's for sure. I think just on the subject of 4-11s, to, four to it's pretty much the story for a lot of the leagues, isn't it, this week? There's lots of short-priced favourites knocking around. Yeah, um, yeah it's not one for value. Uh, it looks good on paper until you see the the 4 to 11s and it kind of gives you the jitters a bit doesn't it just a bit I've got a little both teams to score tip of my own take a leaf out of your oh so have I I wonder if it's the same game (laughs) so my game is Bristol City Leeds (laughs) so is mine take it away my friend (laughs) so by the time this game comes round you could have Norwich who have won Sheffield United who have won so that really puts pressure on Leeds to take the game to Bristol City um, and get three points of their own so they don't fall further behind in the race for the top two spots. Um, if that 
is the case, which we think it definitely will be, considering the games that Norwich and Sheffield United have got. Um, Leeds have got to go for it. They're fully capable of scoring goals. But then that will also open the door for Bristol City, who aren't shy of an attacking threat themselves. Um, I can certainly see both teams getting on the score sheet. Despite Bristol City's little wobble of late, they do have plenty of goals in that squad as well. So if Leeds have got to go for it, Bristol City will have opportunities of their own to counter and get on the score sheet. So yeah, 8-13 to is not a bad price, I don't think, here. No, no, it's not, it's not bad. Um, yeah, both teams, big game for them, isn't it? Uh, they're both looking towards the right end of the table. Bristol City clinging on to that final playoff spot. So, yeah, big game all around. And, yeah, both teams to score, I think, is a very good bet there. Um, big games at the bottom. I, I don't know if I have anything to bet on, uh, but there there is a Bolton Millwall and a Reading Wigan. So it could mm. be a very pivotal weekend uh, down at the bottom as well. Um, wow. I had a little look at form and kind of records and all that kind of stuff, and I couldn't come up with anything I liked from either game, in all honesty. Um, but it should be pivotal no matter what I, happens. I wonder what the odds are on the Bolton game not to be on. I don't know if you've seen the news uh, that's been flying around this week, but apparently Bolton owe... Greater Manchester police a sum of money. So the police are refusing to police this game until Bolton pay them the money. So then if they don't have any police presence at the game, the game can't be on. Um, Bolton obviously in a world of financial trouble. The players and the staff still haven't been paid their wages for last month. So yeah, there's talk that this game might not even be on this weekend unless Bolton sort their act out financially. Ah, oh, it doesn't need policing. It's Millwall. They'll behave. <laughs> <laughs> They'll behave. They don't need police. They'll be fine. Um, yeah, nothing else for me though in the championship. No, no, same. League one then. We'll start off with another short price favourite, I guess, Barnsley. They're playing Accrington. Barnsley have got that fantastic unbeaten home record. Uh, the second best in League One behind Luton, the one to two to get the victory here against an Accrington side who generally don't travel very well at all. They've not won a game away for 10 years uh, since they beat Plymouth on the 22nd of December. Lost literally every single of the game apart from a couple against Gillingham and Sunderland. So yeah, not in good form for Accrington. Barnsley themselves, I think they were beaten about 17 league games now, I think it is, 17 or 18. So they're on a fantastic run. Uh, three points for the Tykes should be pretty straightforward. Yeah, another week, another win for Barnsley um, should be pretty straightforward for them. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about a team that haven't necessarily been on wonderful form at the moment, but I do think that they will get the victory. So this is a team that are at home and they are evens. So this is eighth at home against 13th. It's Blackpool at home to Southend. Um, Blackpool, they ran into a little bit of an issue. They picked up two really poor results. They got beat at home against Oxford, got beaten 4-0 away uh, against Bristol Rovers, which is very unlike Blackpool, a very solid unit uh, usually. And they did follow up um, with a 2-1 win away at Accrington Stanley. So they are coming off the back of a victory. Southend, they haven't won any of their last seven games. Um, Southend on the road, typically a pretty hit and miss. I, I, even though the form and the stats doesn't really, <clears throat> doesn't really back it up too much, I, I do think Blackpool are the better side. They are chasing something. Blackpool are in the playoff hunt 100%. Um, so I think Blackpool for me at home evens against the South End team in thirteenth. Their season's kind of yeah. just waiting to die, really. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, I, I think is... you'll get a you'll get a Tangerine win. I think. Yeah, well, there's a whole separate reason I think Blackpool win this one. Um, not footballing, well, not not footballing performance related. Um, 
this is the first game since first game at home oh, since yeah, the yeah. Oysters have been removed from uh, the Blackpool board or, or having any involvement with Blackpool. So the exile that the Blackpool fans have been on has now officially ended and they're treating this game as the homecoming, I think they're calling it, on Twitter. Um, so this is the game where all the Blackpool fans come back to support their team. Now the Oysters are out of the club. So I think they're expecting a massive crowd of about 15,000 this weekend wow. down at Bloomfield Road. So, uh, yeah, yeah it's gonna, the place is going to be electric, I'm sure. It's not going to have been like that for years. No, years. Probably Premier League, maybe yeah. first season back in the champ. Yeah. But, yeah, Black, I, t- to be honest, I wasn't aware uh, that this was the weekend um, where the first game yeah. was, and that's only gone and backed it up. Um, perfect opponents, I think, for that kind of celebration as well, Southend. Yeah. I agree. A team that I thought were actually pretty good odds, uh, 11 to 10, Sunderland, away at Wickham. Mm-hmm. Wickham have really struggled of late. They started pretty well, middle of the season, not too bad. Now they've not won for the last six games. Uh, they've lost the last four on the spin as well. So Sunderland in midweek have progressed through to the EFL Trophy final where they'll play Portsmouth. They're currently sitting third on 68 points, two behind Barnsley with a game in hand. So going away to a Wickham side who are shot of confidence, like I say, lost the last four in a row. Uh, I think this is an excellent game for Sunderland to continue their run of four straight wins. Let's make it five. Let's you know keep up the pressure on uh, Barnsley and Luton at the top of the league. I think it's a really good price, actually, for Sunderland. Yeah, 100%, Tom. Um, it was the next on my list. We've been doing... Seems to be a bit of a habit uh, yeah. this this week on the show. Yeah, uh, Sunderland's looking like it could be a promotion and um, EFL trophy double, which would yeah. represent yeah. an incredible season. Obviously, the promotion is all they really care about. But it's been a while since Sunderland have had anything to celebrate, really, in terms yeah. of cup finals or of any inkling. So. The day out at Wembley, it may be the EFL trophy, but that will be a great occasion for Sunderland to just go out and hopefully enjoy the day. Um, so, yeah, that's obviously a huge bonus for them. And as you mentioned, back to league form, it's a big game for them. It's a winnable game and they're, they're priced nicely. Uh, they know that Barnsley are going to have a, a winnable game, um, so they need to get those points on the board. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything else that you like the look of? Um, I think I'm going to go for Luton to win and both teams to score. So okay. they're away at Plymouth. So Plymouth are doing the Plymouth thing, really. Um, not as crazy as last year where they almost gate crashed the playoffs, but after looking... In, like they were going to be relegated easily uh, the first half of the season. They've climbed, they've rallied. They're not out of the woods yet. They're actually only four points clear, but they are in 14th. And visually, it looks like they're safe, <laughs> even though it's really not. Yeah. And they're playing against a Luton team uh, that we all know are running away with the league right now. They are five points clear of Barnsley in second, but what they really care about is the fact that they're seven points clear of Sunderland in third. They will find it difficult at Plymouth. Plymouth um, love to hit the back of the net. Lubin Lamirez and Freddie Ladapo, they've got 10 and 14 between them. They, they certainly know uh, where the back of the net is, and at home especially, uh, Plymouth have scored 30 goals in 17 games. Hmm. Ultimately, I don't think it will be enough. I think Luton will have too much for them. And you know, I think it's, it's looking, barring a huge disaster, it's looking quite obvious that Luton will be in the championship next season, which would be yeah. an incredible achievement. Um, and yeah, for me, I think Luton, both teams to score, and sorry, Luton and both teams to score, Priced at eleven to four is a 
phenomenal price. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that one coming in. I was having a bit of reservations about whether to champion Luton this week myself or not, because Plymouth are no really? mugs. Like, like you've read out, Plymouth are no mugs. They are good for a goal. Um, but I do get the feeling that Plymouth are one of these sides that are good at beating the teams around them and below them. It seems to me, recently at least, over the last few months, when they've played teams at the top of the league, they've kind of come and stuck a little bit. A lot of people expected them to put up a bit more of a performance uh, when they lost to Sunderland last weekend. You know, we've seen them play Portsmouth, um, failed to win there. And they failed to win. They'd lost 5-1 to Luton last time out. So, yeah, they do seem to struggle a little bit against the top sides. Yeah, it promises to be a, an interesting running, that's for sure, for the uh, promotion race in League One. Absolutely. Um, nothing else in League One for me. Nah, struggling. Yeah. <laughs> League Two, then. Um, you can get started with League Two if you want. All right, Tom. So, this is the part of the show where I just need you to sit back, be silent, and just let me tell the profit chasers what's going to happen. Okay? Okay, I know what's coming. I know what's coming. Profit chasers. Milton Keynes Dons. (laughs) (laughs) Macclesfield haven't won in their last six games. MK Dons have won four in a row, including one on the bomb-proof treble, after Tom said that it scared him, he doesn't trust them, blah, blah, blah. I trust them. I trust them. And they're going to win again this weekend. Uh, Macclesfield, a few weeks ago, a few months ago maybe, was a very difficult game. They are a little bit sticky, but ultimately MK Dons should have too much for them, in my opinion. Uh, MK Dons are priced at evens. It's a wonderful price. MK Dons are breathing down the necks of Mansfield in that final automatic spot. Uh, they're miles ahead of Exeter in fifth. They don't have to worry about their playoff spot. MK Dons are looking upwards at Mansfield. They're two points off them. This is a great opportunity to go to a struggling team who the kind of Sol Campbell effect is, seems to be fading a little bit and evens. For a team that's fourth away at 23rd is a great price. They're a reliable, trustworthy team. <laughs> I said they'll win last week. They yeah. did. I said last week that they'll also win this week, which, yeah, they probably should. Fully expect them to beat Macclesfield this week. Yeah, I do. I agree. Wow. Um, you agree? Yeah. I agree, yeah. What do you mean? I agree. I think oh my you're right God. in tipping MK Dons. Wow. Okay. Which means, okay. guys, be wary. Be very wary now that, <laughs> that I'm agreeing yeah, with because you. Because you fancy him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're going to be struck down by the curse now. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed that they uh, they rise above that. But, yeah. Evens away, I think, is a wonderful price. Yeah, so um, I'll follow that one up with the team that they're chasing, as you mentioned. Mansfield, just two points ahead of MK Dons. They go away to Port Vale this weekend. And if they've got any ambition of getting automatic promotion whatsoever, which obviously they have, but if they are going to get it, these are the games they need to be picking up three points in. Port Vale have won one game in the last 17 They've lost six out of the last eight. They are diabolical. Um, They've scored in one of the last eight. This is a team who has no sort of form whatsoever. If they continue this at this rate, they'll probably be in the National League next season. Uh, Mansfield are six to five. They've got to win this. They they must do. They're there for the taking. If they don't win this, I've... I worry for Mansfield's chances of getting automatic. I really do. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Especially going back to what we just spoke about, about MK Dons. Obviously, Mansfield will be going into this game knowing that MK Dons have got a a very winnable game 
So yeah. Mansfield and and vice versa, you know, but Dons are expecting Mansfield to win. So huge pressure on both of these teams. And yeah, like you said, if either of them are serious about getting promoted and grabbing that final third automatic spot, both of them should be winning. No question. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's have a look at another team that is cantering towards the uh, the League One summit. It is Berry. I doubted them, to be honest. About maybe November time, I was concerned their you know average age and their kind of big their big names for League Two anyway. I uh, questioned whether it was all going to come together, but fast forward to February. And they are uh, five points clear of MK Dons, and they are two points off uh, Lincoln, who have just seemed to have been top forever, to be honest. Uh, but Berry are away at Stevenage. Like End that I mentioned earlier in the show, Stevenage's season is kind of coming to an end. I, yeah. I mean, they technically, they are only five points off a playoff spot, but they haven't shown the consistency. And for me, I think the challenges for uh, the playoff spots kind of stops at Carlisle in ninth. I think you're asking a lot for anyone else to, to gate crash them. Um, yeah. And Stevenage, you know, even if they were in the picture, they've only won one of their last six and none of their last four. And Berry are coming to... Um, I'm not even going to pretend I know what their stadium's called. So, yeah, um, Bury, they have won four of their last six and have been unbeaten in five of their last six. Did get a disappointing draw away at Cheltenham last time out, um, but before that, they did beat a struggling Macclesfield 3-0 very comfortably. I do expect Bury to concede at the back. That's not really where their strengths are. It's going forward. They've scored an astonishing 70 goals this season, the most in the league. And that's where, you know, the game will be won for them. I don't think they don't really do tight, you know, one nils or two nils. So if you want to go for um, Berry and both teams to score, that's 10 to three. I think you could even get over 2.5 goals, which is 21 to 20. And for me, Berry on the nose, uh, four to five. So. Lots of options for that game. Yeah, well, I'm just a bit down on Barry at the moment. Um, I know, mate. I they, know. They, they cost my bet in midweek. Oh, did they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, I mate. I needed them to score over 1.5 goals. And uh, after scoring in like the 10th minute or something, they failed to score for the final 80. Yeah. Well, thanks for squashing all my research. Much appreciated. No problem there. A bunch of, bunch of clowns. Absolute clowns. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, well not... good chosen words there, Tom. Well done. This show's for everyone. It's a PG show. <laughs> Could have easily come out with a different C word there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, for me, there's not really much else knocking about in League Two. Kind of covered the best we, base. We are missing... We are missing and a, a, a big kind of big favourite at home. Friday night, Lincoln, Yeovil. Yeah, Lincoln, yeah. four to seven. Yeovil haven't lost. Uh, Yeovil have lost four in a row away from home. Lincoln haven't lost in the last 10 home games. It's first against 20th. Uh, Lincoln are going to get promoted. Whether they win the league or not, I don't know, but they're going to get promoted. And mm -hmm. four to seven, easy money on a Friday night. Yeah, loving that little Lincoln Norwich Friday night double. Yeah, yeah, probably pay about ten p, but absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay, then that wraps up pretty much everything. Let's recap last week's bombproof trebles. Yeah, absolutely. This is the part of the show where we uh, go through all of our tips, all of our research, and all of our knowledge to forge some trebles for you. We back our own trebles. We back them with £10 stakes. But we recommend putting on what you can afford to lose. Hopefully, at the weekend, we can win you some profit. 
Mm-hmm. So, last weekend was victorious. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'll go first then with mine, shall I? Because yes. mine wasn't victorious. So, I started with Manchester United and they beat Southampton 3 2. He also had Luton Town and they beat Rochdale 2 0. It was all looking so good until Grimsby came along and they lost at home to Cambridge, in which was a pretty shocking result, to be honest. They lost 2 0. Absolutely rubbish. Yeah, rubbish. I hate Grimsby. I hate them. Rubbish. Terrible. They won like four in a row at home before that as well. Uh, Danny Collins at centre back still. It's like 39. Have they? Yes. Sorry, that's where you put your faith in every week. Jeez, I didn't realise he was still there. Yeah. See, things are going to change now. Anyway, (laughs) moving on from that. (laughs) Crocky, mate. Moving on from there. (laughs) Well, it wasn't a complete disaster, but two out of three is not too bad. No, no, no. No, it wasn't a disaster. It was unlucky. Yeah. Um, Right, move on to yours then. Let's celebrate. Wee! Okay. So, first of all, we had Berry. They beat Sol Campbell's Macclesfield 3-0. And then he had Norwich Millwall, both teams to score. He tipped about a million both teams to score last week. Uh, this <laughs> one came in. It was 3-1 to Norwich. And we had the unreliable, not trustworthy, slippery banana skin of MK Dons. And they came through and they won 1-0 against Crawley at Stadium. M K, a resounding one nil victory. A one nil battering. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. I don't care if I was wrong on NK does. I do not care. No, the travel won. Everybody won won money. So yeah, happy days. That's yeah. all I think about. I Everyone's happy apart from the bookies, and that's what we want. Exactly. Um, so yeah, fantastic win for you. What are the odds on that? Did you get about? Was it just under four to one or something like that? Three point five to one. Uh, yeah, I think it was about uh, hovering around four to one. Yeah, yeah. So not too, not too shabby at all there. Um, we also had the joint treble. Let's not forget about the joint treble. Uh, from mine, we had, I believe it was uh, Luton and Grimsby. I think. Yeah, I believe it was Luton and Grimsby, and then I had my both teams to score. Yeah, so, so um, Grimsby, Grimsby again cost not one but two trebles. It could have been a clean sweep if I'd have chosen a better team. Yeah, and well, you know, not not saying a lie here, I was weighing up putting in Brentford instead of Grimsby because they're very similar odds. Uh, Brentford were at home to QPR and they eventually won two 0 So I think it was two 0 anyway. What could have been fine margins, my friend? Yeah, fine exactly. margins. Exactly. But Hopefully, it's an. Go on. It's a but. It's a new weekend, with some, some opportunity. Um. So let's have a look at what we can do this week. Let's move on. All right. So we are gonna go for this treble here, starting off in League One, Sunderland eleven to ten away at Wickham Wanderers, Blackpool. Evens at home to South End, and you've guessed it, MK Dons. Evens <laughs> away at Sol Campbell's Macclesfield, seven point four one to one, which means your ten pound stake is going to return a wonderful, a juicy, a divine eighty four pounds. Blackpool, Sunderland, MK Dons. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Blackpool and Sunderland, fully on board with MK Dunn. <laughs> they worry me. They do worry me. They should win. Why? They should. They, mate, they're playing at Macclesfield. And I, I know, know Sol had them hard to beat. And everyone was like, oh, my God, Macclesfield are going to stay up. They're crap now. Yeah, and this well, is the time that MK strike. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> Such a little MK Don's fanboy. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? As well, do you want me to be honest with you? I absolutely hate that club. Why? With everything Why? inside me, because 
Oh, I just, I hate the fact the relocation thing and Wimbledon was such a cool little like rebel team. I yeah. loved them. But yeah, to be honest, I probably just jinxed my own bet, but I hate MK Dons. But right now I love that they're winning for me. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Right. Um I'm gonna do something a little bit different this week. Um uh, considering we've got so many short price favourites, which I like the look of. For them to win at full time isn't really lucrative enough to put in a treble uh, and get any meaningful returns. So I'm going to go for a half time result treble. Oh my I God. Whether... I love it. <laughs> I don't know whether this is going to work or not, um, but we're going to go for it. We're going to try it. You know, we're always up for trying new things on the podcast. So. All three teams to be winning at half time. We're going to go for Leicester to be beating Fulham at half time at odds of six to five. Sheffield United to be beating Rotherham at evens. A Barnsley to be beating Accrington at evens. So that treble pays 7.8 to one. So example, £10 stake would return £88 and we can try and lock in some profit at half time. That is something that I am going to be on board with. Yeah? You like that? That's a fantastic price for that. I think that's wonderful, to be honest. Yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. Big, big, big fan. Good. I'm glad. I like yeah. it. I, I, didn't, I honestly had no idea where this was going to go. When you started saying half-time wins, I thought, what, what's going on here then? But, <laughs> but I actually do really like that. And, uh, yeah, all three should get home wins. Uh, probably the ropiest is maybe Leicester. But, they, yeah, uh, yeah they, they should get a win against Fulham. I mean, Fulham are, are doomed. Doomed. So, yeah. Hopefully, you know, all first right. home game under Rodgers, they'll start brightly. You know, they'll get exactly. a goal. Take a 1 0 into half time or something. Yeah, get a couple more in the second half. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know what would be great if your bet won and then Leicester Fulham was 1 all at full time? That would be yeah. incredible yeah. for you. That would be perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. All um, right. So let's construct a joint bomb proof treble. So we normally do this live on air uh, yeah. with as little editing as possible. So obviously I know you're not going to go for MK on mine. So are you happy to put Blackpool in as a start? Let's go for Blackpool and Sunderland from yours. Right. Okay. Um, and then from mine, we'll go with Barnsley at home to Accrington to be winning. Barnsley? Yeah. Okay. That's a uh, evens. So 7.4 to 1 for the treble. Perfect. So there you have it. 7.4 7. to 1. The joint bomb-proof treble is Blackpool to beat Southend, Sunderland to beat Wickham, and Barnsley to be beating Accrington Stanley at half-time. Yeah, cool. love it. Yeah. Okay. Fingers crossed some, some people can capitalise on that. If you do get some winners, please send us in your bet slips. It, I, I love seeing winning bet slips from, from the profit chasers. Me too, it's great. Um, right, let's look at fantasy football then quickly. I'm currently, quickly. yeah, I'm currently in ninth. I've dropped down from seventh where I was, but you know, I've fallen behind a bit now. Chris Hindle is still top of the league. You know, this guy is cantering, cantering to the twenty pound free bet. Um, Paddy Kearney is what about twenty odd points behind, and then we've got the rest who are all kind of trailing in the wake. Uh, it's going to take a big effort for anyone to overthrow Chris at the top. We currently do have how many people we've got in this league now? Going on to the third page, 110 people wow. in the league. So, yeah, thanks everyone who is partaking. Uh, even Ryan, Ryan Walker and John Maidman right at the bottom. You know, we still appreciate you being in. Yeah, um, absolutely. If you are doing well in your respective fantasy football leagues and you're not in our league yet, We'll give you the code in the podcast description, uh, the show notes on iTunes. You can also get it from us on social media. You'll join where you should be in the league. Uh, so if you've got 
2,000 points, you'll join right at the top and you'll take the £20 free bet. So feel free, you know, um, more the merrier. Could, yeah, more the merrier. I honestly, I honestly, it would break my heart if Chris didn't win. He's been top for so long and he's <laughs> such a big supporter of the podcast. He yeah. engages in all the social media and comments and everything. So I'm rooting for him, but, you know, they're, they're the rules of the Fantasy Football League, right? If you want to join, we're not going to stand in anyone's way. No, absolutely not. Um, social? Yeah, bloody hell, yeah. That's my part, isn't it? That's your all right, part, yeah. so... <laughs> if you want to if you want to keep in touch with us after the show then you can do so twitter is the best platform to keep in touch with us t underscore fb podcast so follow us on there and engage in the uh, stuff we get up to we're on facebook as well www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast and if you want to email us for whatever reason ideas uh tips whatever you want to do you can do so uh, football betting podcast at gmail.com is our email address. Yep. So please do get in touch, guys. Uh, we've covered reviewing on iTunes, begged at the start of the show. So I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much it. So thank you very much, guys, for listening. Fingers crossed we can get you some profit uh, this weekend. Some very inventive trebles, especially from, yeah. from our friend Tom. So fingers crossed. Yeah, cheers, guys. Thanks for listening, as ever. And we'll see you same time again next week. Take it easy.